Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Dina. How are you? I'm very good. The Olympics are on. So this is like, you know, every two years between summer and winter. This is like my time. Like I'm not sleeping. I'm watching hours of the Olympics. I'm just I'm having a blast. Yeah, well, and because of the time difference in Japan, it's like perfect for you because you don't sleep normal hours of a of a New Yorker anyway. I know, but it's actually, it is throwing me off. The timing is pretty bad because a lot of the good events are like really early in the morning. So it's not even like I could stay up actually. It's like I would have to get up early at like six or something. So it's it's actually not the best, but I have, you know, my DVR. I have other ways of watching and I'm just, you know, watching as much as I can. Yeah, I've been trying to watch it too and it is weird not having cable I guess because we're just Mm. watching it off of whatever apps we have and I'm I really want to watch the gymnastics like that's always Mm -hmm. my favorite thing to watch and yeah you're right it's like I think it must have been on at like 6 a.m your time maybe Mm -hmm. which would have been like 3 a.m my time and all I saw was like the highlights the next day and I was like wait but I wanted to watch the whole event And yeah, I think it's just happening in the middle of the night. And like, yeah, it's really sad. I can't watch anything live. Yeah, exactly. And NBC primetime, they'll take all the good events. But you already know what happens. So like, it's hard to avoid spoilers. Right. But actually, so when we release this episode on Thursday, there will be a women's Olympic team crowned because... We're recording this Monday, and it's happening in a few hours, the event. I'm going to get up super, super early to watch. So that'll be exciting. Who do you think is going to win? What is the event? The women's gymnastics. Oh. (laughs) I also get very confused because there's so many mini events. Within I the large call them mini events. Oh, they're like, you know, the specialty events. Yeah, they're, they're not mini seven. events. But it's yeah. just confusing because it's like Simone Biles did one thing. Like she did the, the floor, but then she also did the uneven bars. And then she's also she on the beam. Yeah, and it's, it's honestly, yeah. I find it like, I, I can't keep track of it all. Well, there's the women's all around and then there are the individual events and... I mean, this probably isn't the podcast to get into the the nitty gritty of the (laughs) Olympic rules. But what we will do, which I'm so excited about, is get into the Olympic side of TikTok. And I've said it before, but this is such a cool time for TikTok and the Olympics because you really get an insider look at the Olympic Village and what these athletes do to prepare and what it's like in Tokyo instead of this shiny, glossy, prepackaged interviews that you're used to seeing, you really get to know people's personalities. So I'm having even more fun and like watching even more content because I'm watching the events, but then I'm watching hours of TikTok scrolling through these Olympians TikToks. Oh yeah, you got me obsessed. You started sending me all these Olympians accounts 
and seeing them take videos of Olympic Village and what their rooms look like. And they're answering questions from fans, too. One of the guys who's been doing a great job is Cody Melfi. He's his mm-hmm. handled at Cody Melfi. And he was responding to fans. There was one question I thought was really interesting. He's like, do you get to talk or meet the other players from the other countries? And he showed they had a big entertainment room where it's just all these different athletes from different countries are like playing video games, playing ping pong. It was really cool to see that. I had no idea. It was a question on my mind, too. Yeah, it's funny because I started sending you all these videos and you're like, oh, these are great. And my question to you was, are you actually not seeing any of these? Because my whole For You page is Olympic TikTok. Like, it's like every other video is something about the Olympics or an Olympian. Uh, so I just can't even believe that you would have a For You page that doesn't have these. Completely devoid. My For You page is still <laughs> yeah. just talking about, like, mental health disorders and, like, put a finger down if you were, like, emotionally neglected as a child. <laughs> oh, God. That's yeah. dark. Are you are you okay? Are you uh, going through stuff now? I mean, I'm fine. I, I, that's the thing is I stay through the whole video and I put all ten fingers down. And then TikTok's like, well, she must have really enjoyed this type of content. And they send me similar things. But no Olympics. Yeah. So we'll start off with some general Olympics account. And then I want to get into the athletes that I love. And we have to start this conversation off by talking about Michael Burke's Olympic theme song. A lot of you guys, I realize, don't know the Olympic theme song. And it's, it goes like this. The Olympics, where every country comes together to play to be the best. (laughs) So Michael Burke has been a guest on our podcast. He is absolutely the funniest. He's the best. And this song has been stuck in my head. And what I love is that people are duetting it and people are having so much fun with it. And oh, I just uh, this is the Olympic theme song we needed. I love this so much. It's so silly. It's so stupid. And I'm obsessed with it. He's just one of my favorite creators ever. The Olympics. Okay, I'm not going to go there. So the next general thing I keep seeing about the Olympics is a trend started by at Reed Kavner. So he paid for premium Tinder to set his Tinder to the Olympic Village. And I keep seeing a lot of other people doing this, too. And they'll show like them scrolling and them finding athletes. And it's just so cool. I paid for Tinder Plus so I can swipe in the Olympic Village and date an Olympian. Yeah, I think it's genius, honestly. When I saw him do that, I was like, wait, this is absolutely genius. Like, even if you weren't looking to date, like, how cool would it be to just chat with an Olympian or become friends (laughs) with them? Like, I want to get on Tinder and message them. This is a really genius idea. (laughs) Would Jared approve of you getting on Tinder just to befriend an Olympian? Yeah, he trusts me. (laughs) (laughs) There's a great account that does recaps about the Olympics and also it just has fun facts and explains a lot of things. The handle is at TikTokyo, so it's like TikTokyo2020 News, and he does this great video about the men's triathlon. 
The men's triathlon took place at the Tokyo Games today, and it's fair to say, not everything went to plan. As the starter's gun went off, one of the media boats sailed in front of the pontoon, blocking a third of the competitors from starting. And then the bloody boat almost reversed over the athletes. Sushi, anyone? In stifling heat, Norway's Christian Blumenfeld broke away to take out the gold. But it was this wardrobe malfunction that raised a few eyebrows. I mean, did the Norwegians even test the outfit in water? But seriously, major props to Blumenfeld who pushed himself to the limit. And just as soon as he crossed the line, he collapsed and vomited. Then he had to get taken away in a wheelchair. Just another day at the Tokyo Olympics. I love this account. I'm going to be following this account every day now to find out mm-hmm. what is going on. I love his view of things that like he's capturing the wardrobe malfunctions, like the silly things going on. That's the kind of content I want to see in the Olympics. I find that interesting. There's like a whole sort of like event planning side to it that I find interesting. And he was covering some of that stuff too, like just how difficult it is to put on an event of this size things go wrong. Um, I really like this account. I'm going to be following this every day, seeing what's going on. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch any of the triathlon? Only what I saw in this video. Unfortunately, I didn't see any of it live. No. The triathlon is just an insane event. You have to bike, you have to swim, you have to run. And then at the end, I kept seeing a lot of TikToks about this too. It's like carnage. It looks like World War II. Like every single competitor is just on the ground being tended to. You know, they need water. It was also really hot. So, I mean, I got to hand it. It's just someone also did a video that was just like, why would you do this to yourself? I'm literally like, like, I feel like I want to vomit. and like I have anxiety just thinking about this. I'm happy I didn't watch this. The winner did vomit, I think, as soon as he uh, was done. Yeah, I imagine. This seems so (laughs) grueling. I don't think I could watch it. You know, I loved watching the uh, women skateboarding, though. That was so fun and so cool to watch. No anxiety there. No vomiting that I was aware of. So fun. And this next account is all about women's sports. And it's at Fits with Logs. So she started her account before the Olympics and she recaps outfits that women athletes were wearing, but also really cares about women in sports and does great recaps about what's happening in women in sports. And a lot of times, you know, women don't get the media coverage. So her day three recap video is pretty cool. Day three recap for women's sports in the Olympics. All the medalists are mentioned in my last video. Women's street skateboarding, there were two 13-year-olds and one 16-year-old who medaled. Look at this adorable picture of Reza Leal, though. Margie Didal made it so fun to watch. Although she didn't do well, she had the best energy, best personality, was all smiles, dancing, and everything. The men might have been attractive and fun to watch, but the women were just, it was so much better. The atmosphere was so great. So yeah, these skateboarders that you're talking about, The winner of the gold and the silver are 13 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. And even watching them, you know, we've just flipped it on the TV and I was like, how old are these girls? Like, they they really look young. (laughs) Like, they look like children. The girl from Brazil was super young. And they're just, I think maybe that's part of it because they're more child, they're more like children than adults. They actually are just having fun. Like it was so enjoyable to watch. It just, they were smiling the whole time. They're congratulating each other, high-fiving each other. It felt like you were just watching people have fun playing a sport, doing cool tricks versus this like crazy intense competition. 
Yeah, I mean, just think about what like we were doing as 13-year-olds and what these 13-year-olds have already accomplished. Like, I think at 13, I was, you know, probably, I don't know. What, what, what did we do as 13-year-olds? So let's see, 13, I was straightening my hair to mm. a very specific degree. <laughs> it had to be <laughs> flawlessly straight. I was burning the shit out of it. Um, I wore a lot of Tiffany jewelry at that age. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, yeah. I would not have fit in with the skater vibe. You wouldn't have been a skater girl. No. Yeah, I feel like we were just going to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs at that age, so we didn't have time to train for Olympic events. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as you know, I was basically a professional hip-hop dancer, um, and then when I started studying for my bat mitzvah, I declared that I no longer had time to be a dancer, so I quit. So, yeah, really, I never would have been able to do any sort of extreme sport at 13. I couldn't even do dance anymore. So you, you dedicated your life to uh, Judaism instead of dance. <laughs> I more or <laughs> less used saying. it as an excuse. I mean, I, this is still who I am to this day. I can really only do one thing at a time. <laughs> like, I really just can't multitask. <laughs> well, we got to hand it to those skateboarders. That was such a cool event. And it's the first year that the skateboarding is an event. Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, speaking of the ability to multitask, though... The on the flip side, the oldest skateboarder who's from America, the 34 year old, she goes to MIT and is like a computer genius and she skateboards for the Olympics. Wow, that's like that. I kept seeing videos on TikTok about the latest girl who won the spelling bee. She also is like the best at like a number of things. Like her resume is just so impressive. Does this make you want to push yourself further into doing anything? No. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, good for them, but I'm not I'm not in competition with them. <laughs> not with them. I'm saying, you know, for yourself. No, no. I'm, I'm on a different, I'm on a whole different playing field than these people. Does it push you? Have you been inspired to, for your marathon that's coming up? I have been inspired. I, I, every, you know, I look at these people, I, they dedicate their whole lives to this. And it is inspirational. I get anytime I see someone like win a gold medal, it's like emotional. It's like, you know, you're working towards this goal and you you finish it. And then I think of the people who finish in fourth place and I go, oh, like that's still amazing. But, you know, they don't. So then I feel bad. Like, I don't know. I, I just have this connection to I just feel like it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. You, you understand more what it's like to be an athlete. I don't have that in my blood. You know what? But as an athlete, I was never like competitive. And that's why I didn't go on to do good things. Because I just didn't care that much. Well, are these are these Olympians inspiring you to care more, though? Are you going to try to come in first in the New York City Marathon? Oh, yeah. I think my chances of coming in first are if there was a plague that took out everyone on the universe or if COVID came back and I was the only one not to get it I still don't think I could be first place some something would beat me I don't think we can joke about plagues anymore yeah we're actually having one all right the next account I'm in love with Leslie Jones she did this 
for a while for a bunch of olympics she started this doing this on instagram where she would videotape what she was watching and her commentary is just hilarious she would scream at the screen and she was eventually invited to go to rio because the fans loved her they're like you need to be the official commentator like this is the most entertaining thing so take that to TikTok now. She's killing it. I love seeing her on TikTok. Like it just works perfectly. And here's a really funny video of when she was watching uh, swimmers. Yeah, I was just gonna say like swimmers are so thin. They like thin and flat, like almost like platypuses. You know what I'm saying? Look at the shape of these motherfuckers bodies. Dude, he need a sandwich with a gang of mayonnaise and cheese on it. Seriously, man. How's he not floating on top of the water like a floaty? I mean, and do they have any hair on their body? Probably not, right? Probably sh shaved off all the fucking hair for the aerodynamic uh, swim thing. <laughs> I know I got that wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a whole bunch of experts telling me I was wrong. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Um, but the bodies are really odd. They're just like they don't have no bones or something. Yeah, this is exactly the type of content we were hoping to get from Leslie when we welcomed her to TikTok a few weeks ago. She's just filming her TV and making hilarious comments over the Olympic swimmers. It's such a great account. I, she's going to be another one I'm checking every day for her TikTok Olympics commentary. Yeah, and um, now it's great because she's finding a new audience in the TikTok people who had never seen her on Instagram and her views are just like racking up each day. So I'm very happy for her. The two team accounts that I'm following are the Australian team and obviously Team USA. The Australian Olympic team posted a video of one of my favorite moments that's happened so far which was of coach Dean Boxel. Now, Ariane Titmus, she beat Katie Ledecky for the 400 meter freestyle. And this coach's celebration is so wild and so much fun. Like, I, I mean, I wish he would celebrate me like when I like put my phone down to do work. Like that's the type <laughs> of inspiration I want or need to like become motivated. Like he is the best. Yeah, there have been, I've seen a lot of memes on Instagram now, too, using him. I saw one that was like, get yourself a man that supports you like this. And it's just yes. him going crazy for her. Yeah, that was that was a pretty fun moment. I think it captured everyone's attention. Absolutely. All right, so now we're going to get into the athletes who are Olympians and they are using TikTok so well. So the first one Melissa mentioned before was Cody Melfi. He's on the USA men's rugby team, and he did a great video about losing laundry. And he just takes these little mundane things you would never think about, and he creates this great content. What happens when they lose your laundry at the Olympic Village? Ricky Martin. You do it yourself. Yeah, and Cody has sort of crowned himself like one of the top TikTokers on Team USA, along with Alona Mare, who is on the women's rugby team, and she's also a huge TikToker. The two of them actually did a funny competition at one point to see which of them could get more likes. 
Yeah, that was great. I actually, I don't know who won the competition, but I know Cody does have more followers, but Aluna is, she's getting up there and she's fantastic. Uh, this stitch of hers is super funny. It's about talking to other athletes. Like you could just go talk to each other, but instead you're on TikTok being like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Remember, there's Rona. So we do try to stay away from each other. And second, it is not that easy to go up to a pack of six, seven Romanian volleyball players and shoot my shot. I mean, I'll work on it, but I don't know if that's in the cards for me. Yeah, so she uses her sense of humor in a in an amazing way. That's why her TikToks are so fun to watch. Has rugby played yet? I don't think so. Not okay. that I've seen. Fun, because I love her now, and I want to root for her. I want to make sure I watch the rugby. Yes, we got to root for Alana Mayer. She did a funny TikTok also that was just like that she is the only one on her team who spends like six hours a day scrolling through TikTok and like her other teammates <laughs> don't know what she's talking about. So that makes me I like I want to invite her on the show and be like, you can come join us and just talk about TikTok nonsense <laughs> as much as you want. Yes. Oh, that would be a dream. <laughs> the next one came across my For You page and it was clearly an Irish athlete, and then I went to his handle, and his handle is at Salty Nuts underscore, which is just such a great name. And he's on the Irish rugby team, so I had to do a little digging on who he actually is. And his name is Harry McNulty, and he's actually he is he's a photographer, but also like does rugby on the side, but is an Olympic rugby player. So it was great. It's great to see because a lot of times I'll get a lot of U.S. stuff, but I love getting, uh, you know, competitors from other countries and getting their perspective of their life in the Olympic Village. Currently outside the main dining hall at the Olympic Village, and I'm going to bring you for a little tour. Yeah, I definitely got to check out the rugby competition. It seems like there's (laughs) a, right? Like for some reason, rugby players are into TikTok. Which makes me want to support them. It's so true. Like, I don't see any fencing players on TikTok. Mm. But, you know, if there are any fencing Olympians out there on TikTok, please let me know. That would be, like, a fun thing. I have, don't understand fencing at all. Love to know more. Just, like, I didn't really understand rowing that much. You know, you watch it. You see, like, oh, you have to row fast. But this woman USA rower, her name's Kenny Chase, Kendall Chase, her handle is at KennyChase25. She does these great videos that explain rowing, and she's very snarky, and she also answers questions from comments, and I'm learning. I'm learning so much about the sport. What's up, guys? My name is Kendall Chase, and I'm on the U.S. Olympic rowing team, here to give you some fun facts about rowing, because you probably don't know anything. Part two. Also, for those of you who came at me after my first video saying, why is my flag frayed? It's not a flag. It is a scarf given to us in our gear package from Nike, and it is um, $125. So they probably frayed it on purpose. On this episode of Things You Probably Don't Know About Rowing, we're going to talk about the ERG, also known as the rowing machine, also known as the Concept 2 Rower, also known as Satan's Wrath. If you have sat on this machine and you are not a rower, good for you. Because as a rower, even I know that it sucks. Yeah, I love she's taking that sort of learn on TikTok aspect, right? And really 
getting into her niche and teaching people about something they wouldn't otherwise know. Another great account to follow is Australian swimmer at Emily Seabom, and she does a lot of day in the life stuff. Welcome back to Village Vlogs. Every morning we do a COVID spit test and we have to take that to our team manager's room and check our name off the list so that they know that we've done it. Also going to the dining hall, we're not allowed to take our backpacks in with us. We have to get a number and when we hand that number back in, we get our bag back. And these are the sanitized stations that are everywhere all over the village so you know we're staying COVID safe. You just put your foot on it and it sprays out. And this is the recovery center in the basement of the Australian team building. They have Powerade slushies, ice baths, a lot of things to keep you nice and cool in this hot weather. So I did 10 minutes in the ice bath after training this morning. Um, there are a couple of rowers in there, so there wasn't many people at all. And this is the Australian team gym that we have so that no one has to use the village gym and we're all staying really safe. And this is my outfit of the day. Went with the black shorts, yellow shirt, perfect combination. And I found the best thing in the village today is super duper. Yeah, she's been really doing, I feel like every day she's been posting snippets from her day and really specific stuff. She was posting about how slow the buses move when they take you from the village to the competition. I thought it was interesting too. She pointed out she was going past the skateboarding stadium and she was like, wow, it looks really cool. Unfortunately, we don't get to watch other competitions this year. And for whatever reason, that hadn't even occurred to me. Like we know that there's no crowds in the stands. There's no people watching. But I didn't stop to realize that even the athletes there, they used to be able to watch other competitions and even they can't do that now. There's nobody in the stands. So that was like something that I hadn't thought of that came up as I was watching her day in the lives. There are some exceptions. So I know like the U.S. women's gymnastic team watch the U.S. men's gymnastics team. Same thing with swimming. They're allowed to watch certain events. I guess skateboarding they weren't allowed to watch. But there are some exceptions where athletes can watch the events. But yeah, it's a totally different vibe because of COVID for sure. That's what so many of her day in the lives and even a lot of these athletes it all involves COVID procedures. Everyone's taking pictures or videos of them doing the spit tests, the nose tests, talking about all the different COVID things that are going on. So it's it's pretty wild to see that in their day in their lives too. Yeah, I've got to imagine that it causes an extra layer of anxiety to try to protect yourself from COVID because if you test positive, like your your dreams are crushed and that's got to be the most devastating thing in the world. All right, we spoke about this account before on a prior podcast. This is when I started seeing Olympic TikToks, and he was one of the first. His name is Eric Shoji, and he's a U.S. men's volleyball player, and his handle is at the Libero. So I was watching a volleyball game and they kept talking about a libero and i was like why are they talking about this guy's tiktok account (laughs) but little did i know his handle is because a libero is actually a volleyball term and i had to google this so now i know so much more about volleyball than i ever did before a libero is strictly a back row player and can only be replaced by the same player it replaces doesn't mean much to me, but like, sure, it's like a specialty player on volleyball. And I guess Eric Soji is that for the U.S. men's volleyball team. But his TikToks are great. 
he does really fun things where he like introduces the team and he like has competitions between all his teammates and uh i love there was one where he tried all these foods it's fantastic you know i had a moment as well where they were using a word and i'll just say they were using the word peloton we were watching the bike race and they kept saying the peloton the peloton and of of course, I know Peloton as the app and <laughs> yep. the, you know, the bike that people have in their homes. And at first I was like, why are they talking about Peloton? But yeah, then we Googled it and I learned something new. Peloton means it's that group of people all riding together in a bike race. And apparently there's a real benefit to riding in that group. And of course, my thought was that would be severe panic attack for me like if you're in the middle of a huge bike group like what if you fall what if you uh, you know that's my worst fear I hate being in the middle of crowds but there's benefits to being in that group which is called a peloton because they help block wind resistance and apparently it just it helps people all sort of move faster and it's a great name for the app because it basically means that when you work together as part of a community, you can build each other up and you can help each other move faster. So great job on choosing a name, Peloton. <laughs> and now I know what it actually means. Wow, I think this just became like a sports podcast. I'm so proud of you, Melissa, for researching this and figuring it out. I also heard it, but I was like, you know, I, I came to my own conclusion, but you just explained it so well that I appreciate that explanation. I mean, I don't know for a sports podcast so much as like a vocabulary. I think we're just defining words now. <laughs> True, just <laughs> defining sports terms. Yeah. All right. The last person I have on my list to follow who is at the Olympic Games, it's at Gibbles. And this is Allie Gibson. She's a Puerto Rican... Uh, basketball player she plays for team puerto rico her tiktoks are super funny she ranks the olympic apartment villages ranking the olympic apartment villages volume two first up we have the netherlands okay they brought their own bicycles which is incredible quickly found out they were strictly for that team by trying to hop on one and being quickly told that those are just for the netherlands Okay, so you can also see that they have a medal count with one silver medal. I feel like if you have a medal count for the whole Olympic Village to see, you should probably have one more medal. But we love the team spirit and the bikes. Eight out of ten. Okay, next up we have my motherland. No, not China. Up here, Puerto Rico. Okay, we have about 20 athletes. If you can see, we got about a flag per athlete. That's spirit, okay? We respect it. We also brought our own cafe con leche. Okay, thank you. 12 out of 10. And then my favorite, because this is what I have wondered about alcohol, is there alcohol at the Olympics? And like there was a thing where they said there's no alcohol allowed at the Olympic Village, but one of her TikTok just shows her kind of having like these four bottles of alcohol. When they say no alcohol is sold at the Olympic Village. Smooth like butter, like criminal undercover, don't pop like trouble. And I'm like, this is this is something I would do. Like, you gotta have a stash of alcohol. That was my thought as well. I was like, this is somebody Dana would be friends with, without a doubt. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, like, so both alcohol and then 
they've done a lot of these athletes have done showing footage from the dining hall and what they're yeah. eating and both of these things I look at and I'm like wait how are you eating that or drinking that as a high level competing athlete you know like and maybe I just like have an under a distorted understanding of food I mean we know I do but like <laughs> I feel like they're eating like one guy was just eating like pasta like they had like a they have a really cool like japanese station and they were getting like pork buns and i was like i could not eat a pork bun and then like go swim however much they swim you know like it just felt like heavy foods and especially alcohol i can't imagine drinking before any sort of event well, I think they don't drink the alcohol before they're, like, getting a gold medal or something, like, you know, having an event that they're, like, trying to medal for. I think it's for after, for, for after. a celebration. Okay. Okay. Or maybe, you know, some of these athletes also are there and they don't compete till week two. So, you know, maybe they have a day off and they have a drink. But I don't oh. think, like, Michael Phelps was taking a shot of vodka and then getting in the pool. No. <laughs> or, or eating a pork bun no but but that's the other thing these athletes especially swimmers they burn like so many calories a day that they can basically eat whatever they want like they, yeah. i remember like michael phelps went through like what he ate in a day and it was like a ridiculous stack of pancakes like all these crazy things but they all have like you know team nutritionists yeah, and like well, they know what they're doing right yeah. that's what i thought though i thought it was at least more you know, specific of, like, you need to eat this type of protein or this type of carb. The way they were showing, it was, like, it was almost like at Disneyland. Like, they had Mm -hmm. all these different, or Epcot, right? They had all these different countries' foods. This one guy had, like, pizza on his plate and pasta. and, And I'm just, like, this is, like, a very heavy meal. This is something I would eat like, you know, when I go home to Boca and I go to the buffet. Like this isn't something <laughs> I'm eating at the Olympics. Again, I don't think they're gonna have like a whole pizza pie right before their event. But okay. after they train, you know, they gotta they have to refuel. Okay. My favorite thing to do is like eat a disgusting meal while I watch the Olympics. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like they're burning enough calories for, like, me and them. So I was watching, the like, the women's triathlon today. I'm eating, like, eggplant parm and all this bread. It's on a hero. And I'm, like, you know, it's just, like, the being so disgusting when I'm, like, these women, they're burning enough calories for all the women in the world right now. I think that's a great mentality. I think that's true. I'm going to do that, too, now. <laughs> There's one more thing we have to talk about on the on the TikTok side of the Olympics is in the beginning, everyone was talking about those cardboard beds. Mm. So I feel like there's, you know, cycles of things. There was, you know, a whole the Tinder side. There was everyone talking about the anti-sex cardboard bed where all the athletes were jumping on them and saying like, well, you know, they probably could have sex on them or showing places in the room where they could have sex that aren't on the bed. And now, you know, they're getting into their events. There's a little more diversity in the TikToks. It's not just all cardboard beds and Tinder stuff. It's just been fun. I can't wait to see more videos from the Olympics. Yeah, there's some really cool accounts. Just I feel like they've got a wide range of content on TikTok. People 
doing little news coverage, some, you know, sort of bloopers coverage, outfit coverage, and then racking up medals. And then you've got the athletes themselves posting their days. This is, it's really cool. There is a lot of content. We, you know, you predicted we were going to see some, some content, some creators pop up on, on the Olympic side of TikTok and we've seen it. So this is, it's fun to see it. Yeah, and if you want to look at all these accounts and any of the videos that we mentioned, check out our blog, tooldfortiktok.com. It's the number two and the number four. And follow us on social media, Instagram, tooldfortiktokpod, and on TikTok, tooldfortiktok underscore podcast. And thank you for listening. Thanks, and enjoy the Olympics, everyone. Do 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 do